So we were talking about Tamiya Mitzvahs. We were talking about the Mitzvah of Abbas Hashem. It's the third Mitzvah that Ramah brings. It's the Mitzvah to Abbas Hashem. And uh, we spoke last time from the point of view that Avo is a natural response of the Neshama when a person gets to the level that he feels is Neshama. And uh, the, the struggle that a person has or his Bechira is only the level when it's his, so to speak, Avo for his body or what he is, desires on a physical level against his Seichel, which means against his uh, not, conscience or his knowledge of right and wrong. That's when there's a theory. But when a person's neshama is a, is a factor, which means a, the rotsin that he expresses, that the feeling that he has is to connect to Kodesh Baruch Hu, then by definition that becomes stronger than uh, his desire for other things, so it's not really Bechir anymore. And therefore, like the Chodesh Avavah says, it's also the first step in Avas Hashem is that a person overcomes the Avah for other things. As long as a person's focus is on Avah for other things, so then matter that interferes with, if that's more important to him, he would not experiencing Avas Hashem. When a person gets to the stage where he feels Avas Hashem, then automatically he doesn't want anything else. Because, in, and this is the aside, not just in Avas Hashem, but always, and that is, there's no two equal Avas. That there's always a point a person wants more. And then what a person wants more becomes what he loves, and in comparison to that, what a person wants less, he doesn't love. Okay, so therefore, what the Torah is saying is that a person loves, his sense of Hashem is absolute. It's more than anything else. More than what anything else he wants, more than his life, more than all his possessions, whatever it's going to be, is bringing out this point. Ava is ultimate. And if you have an Ava for this, then it's going to outweigh everything else. What we spoke about last time is therefore the decision that a person has to give up their life of Ava Hashem Ba'atim isn't a hard decision. It's a dagger to be holding by that, but it's not a hard decision. Because that's what a person's priority. That's a person's priority. And that's what we saw in the Mosaic last time, just to bring it to go back from there, when Rabbi Akiva was being killed. And they asked him, how can you, in such a stage, that you're going through excruciating torture, how can you think Hashem Echot? And he says, Kol Yomai, I was waiting for this. Not that he, Kol Yomai, his whole life was expecting to get tortured to death. What he meant is, that on the contrary, it's not a decision now. Right? When a person gets the level of Avas Hashem, it's his priority. So, whenever that would have happened, I would be willing to give up my life. It wasn't that now I have to make a decision, and it's a hard decision to make. Which is an important point, because that's the expression we find in Chazal also. And that is, there, is, there are halachas involved. There are times when a person will to be most in their to give up his life not to do one of the three of errors. And it could be that for a person, it's a very big struggle. It's a very hard thing to do. That's true. That's true. And that's halach. If a halach is, if you kill someone else, they're going to kill you. And if halach is yes, they themselves get killed, it might be a very, very difficult decision. But when it comes, and we learn from a pasuk, he doesn't have the right to kill somebody else. So as hard as it is, it's, it's a certain act of gvura, maybe, of self-sacrifice. Not to, not to, not to save one's life at the expense of somebody else. Okay, it's true. But when it comes to the mitzvah to give up one's life to Al-Tamuna, not to, or we learn from the pasuk of our haftah, so now the Torah doesn't present in this thing, in the same sense of, you have to be most nefesh and it's too hard. The Torah presents this in the way of, Vahavta, that you love Hashem more, so then if that's the case, it's not hard. That's what I want. That's my priority. And if that's a priority, then we made is going to choose that. That's the first point we're going to talk about. 
it's the last time that Ava means priority and when a person gets to the level that they feel the Nishama, that automatically becomes the priority. When a person gives up his life, um, even though he didn't necessarily have his Ava, he just did he doesn't have his Ava. Now let's get to the second point. The second point. And that is... This is the Cheshvan which is brought down in a number of the Achronim. And that is that what brings a person to Ava? What brings a person to Ava Sashem? We say when a person is at that level, so then there's not much, there's no Nisiyanus really because what else compares? What's going to interest in the same way? But how does a person get there? So we went to see in the Rishonim, it's really coming from Chazal. There are three ways, three different Mahalchim to get to Ava Sashem. Which are all midrashim in different places. We'll go through them one by one because if, that, if like, mitzvahs like this, it's not just the stage a person reaches, which is the kiyum of the mitzvah. No. It's achieving that stage is the chalik of the kiyum of mitzvah also, which means it's not feeding avos Hashem just, which is the mitzvah of avos Hashem. If a person is working on themselves to get to the stage of avos Hashem, then they're kind of the mitzvah also. Okay. So what are the ways that a person can? The first of the ways that a person can bring himself to avos Hashem. Develop that, that within himself. So the first, like I said, the three different chazals. The first one we're going to talk about is the sifri on the pasuk. On the pasuk, and the sifri, the midrash asks, the case says, how is a person going to come to Avas Hashem? How is he going to get there? Talmud Leimar, the Torah tells us, that by learning Torah, a person gets to Avas Hashem. Okay. So that's a Sifri. Now, we can ask two questions. Firstly, let's ask the idea of the Pasuk. Right? What's the idea of Al-Lavavecha? When you feel something, you feel it in your heart. Not on your heart. That's, and even the Hebrew grammar is like that. It should have said, V'ha'yu advarim ha'ele, Bil-Vavecha, or V'sayk-Lavavecha. It's something in your heart. Al-Lavavecha means above your heart. What's the idea, the context of putting something above your heart? No, it's a deal. The second question, and this is maybe a more practical question, is uh, the Sifri saying that by learning Torah, a person comes to have a Hashem. Well, we see lots of people learning Torah. At what stage do we see they're re- reaching Ava Hashem? In other words, what is it in Torah, or how does a person access the ability Torah has to bring a person to have a Hashem? How does it work? So... Let's explain it the way that I'm calling it. It starts two steps before Avashem. The first one, and this is what the Chazal say also, the first, sta- the first stage is what we call Avastarim. Avastarim. Uh, what's, what's the matter of Avastarim as opposed to knowing Torah or learning Torah? So it's like this. When, when the idea, the pastor the, the, the a number of times talks about the idea of Bavasa Tishkitomi, the, the, the love for Torah can affect a person. How? How? You can learn and people can learn and they don't get affected by Avas Torah. Where, where does the element of Avas Torah come in? So the Ramchal explains it. That the point of person experiences Avas Torah is when he feels a connection of his mind to the Torah. As much as a person just learned, has the information from Torah, and he's storing information, which he knows, and he's, he's, let's say he remembers, that's not you're going to bring Avas Torah. The Avas Torah comes when a person's mind connects to the Torah. What I mean, a person's mind connects to the Torah, 
what the Gemara says in two places, the Gemara of Elazar and the Gemara of Brachos, and the Gemara says, Kim betayras Hashem chepsoi, v'betayrasa yege yeme v'alayla. And the Gemara says, v'tchilas tayras Hashem, v'vesayif na'asesh tayrasoi. It becomes his tayra. His tayra means, when I'm, I, I, I can connect to the tayra, that now it's my understanding of tayra. I'm not saying saying chidoshim. Rechaim Velazhi talks about this in Ruach Haim, that I don't make chidoshim, but it's a process we call bina, which means it's my ability to connect to something, and that field, it's not just not giving information. Another version, I'm imparting information, or I'm aware of the information. No, it works within me. It, so to speak, integrates into the way I think. Now it becomes matter. And that's what the Apostle says. When a Torah Hashem is captured, a person wants a Torah, then it becomes a Torah When it's my Torah, then I feel a love for it. Why? This is the biggest Torah that I'm called. And he says that your side is, a person loves himself. That's the one and only thing a person loves. A person loves himself. I will love something else as much as I see it as a part of me. And the Chavis of Abbas writes also. He says a father loves his children because he sees them as part of him. A person loves his possessions because they're his. Right? It could be that I have a certain car, I love my car. I know it's the same car, I don't have his car. It's nothing to do with the car. It's the fact that it's mine. A person loves himself, and by extension, a person loves anything which he feels is his. And therefore, even though we're talking on a more Rukhni level, but the principle is true as well. When does a person love Torah? When it's his Torah. When it's his. It's not just something taught, someone taught me and I heard a great shit and it sounds very nice. But now that I've worked on it and it's become part of the way, it's put into the picture of how I see everything. It's become something which I, can, I connect to. Ah, then there's a gishmak. Yes, that, that gives me an abacus. Imagine, we've used this martial before, but I'm using it again to explain the idea. Imagine you have a 10,000 piece puzzle you're trying to do. And I see a piece, a small puzzle piece, I see and it's a petal of a flower. So I know something. So I go look for another piece, I put it together. And I see it now, the second part of the flower, four or five pieces, I've got the whole flower. But I can see there's another flower behind it. So I look for pieces before that one. The, the, the further I get in developing my puzzle, the more of a cheshek I have to try and finish the puzzle. Because I can see the loose ends, I want to see what happens next. What's going to happen in the hole in the middle? What's going to be there? And now I can see a, a sequence, I can see a, more of the picture. So now I want to know what's going to happen on top, what's going to happen underneath. How am I going to fill this puzzle in more and more? And what I mean is, therefore, it becomes something which the cheshek for something, the cheshek to, to, to know more or to fill it in or to complete it gets stronger. Now, when does this work? This is a martial, obviously, for Torah. Right? The Torah is one big unit. The person doesn't know anything, so he doesn't connect to it. A person has a little bit, so then now he wants to he wants to see what he doesn't know. This I know. What about this case? What, how does this connect to that? So I, I look to, to fill in the puzzle. I look to find more information where I don't know how it's going to add to everything else that I know and how it's going to be mashed in. Now, except that's only if we say that a person is connected to a terror. The fact that I know information doesn't push me to find out what I don't know necessarily. It could, it could maybe yes, maybe no. But the person doesn't doubt me. So if he has a motivation, it's to say I finish us. But, but to know everything is not necessarily the drive. When a person is focusing on knowing Torah, on knowing Torah, then I don't know, but there's a point that's missing in what I know. That disturbs me. I want to know. 
But if, I'm, if I'm making a chart, let's say, I'm trying to pull in every case and know exactly what I love to be in this case, now there's an empty block in my chart. So I have a, a big case to know what's going to be in that case. It hasn't fit in. There's, I'm working with Sugi, there's a swear I don't understand. So it will fall in so much if I understood what the reason for this was. So the starting point, as I said, it goes to the stages. The starting point of what brings to have a is the fact that I want to I want to be mastering something in myself. I want to complete a certain thing in myself. And the more I, I want to complete it, my knowledge, my understanding of a topic, the more the pieces which I'm missing it disturbs me. There's something missing. I don't understand how to do. I don't understand how this fits together. Imagine the more the cheshek I have. To find the missing piece, and it's more than that. When I do put them in, it's sunny. Ah, everything fits. It's beautiful. I get like a smack. I know the enjoyment that a person gets because it's completed his level of understanding. So on the first level, avastar has to be a level of uh, an avar for the knowledge, an avar that I want to understand something. I want. I'm, it's not just that I need information. It's like I have all the pages in the book and, and all in order. It's more that I want to understand. It's my understanding, and if something's missing in my understanding, then. It's, I feel I'm missing something. And when something is matching that, now the the gishmak is a double something complete. So which means I've gained something. I've gained something. I've filled, I, I have a whole unit there. <laughs> that, that, that's that, that's one level. The first level of adversary. Okay. The second level. You said it starts with the enjoyment or an appreciation for the, being able to understand something complete. And everything fits together, there are no things that are loose ends, everything is Dava Shalem. That's in a person's mind. That's in a person's mind. Now, how does that develop? Where does that feeling develop to next? So now we come to a point which I've tried to explain it in other value. It's a hard point to explain. It's a hard point to explain. Let's say it like this. When you're talking about, this is a dogma, when you're talking about uh, so yes, the person can get the geschmack of the shlemus in the hilchos nida or the chashabus or the hilchos whatever else it's going to be, or certain masechtas or certain concepts, and everything fits and I understand the whole picture. It gives me a certain intellectual geschmack, intellectual shlemus. There's a chelik of Torah that a person can't understand unless they feel it. When I say Chazal put in the midrash as opposed to the gemara. In order to understand the points Chazal trying to make and all the Mishalim in the Midrash, all the comments he's saying in the Midrash, a person only gets that understanding when he's in the situation of what is being described and he can feel the point Chazal trying to convey. It's not a level of numbness, it's a feeling. And you'll only understand it when you're in a situation. I always give the same martial, it's just a very good example of this. And that is, it says after Yosef was born, the Drachul said, Hashem has so to speak, taken away my, my disgrace, my embarrassment. What is she referring to? So the simple Pshat Rashi says is that to be, and I have children, it's embarrassing. Now she has a child also. Then she has a second Pshat. She said, until now, Yaakov will come home at night and say, one second, who ate the figs? I have to own up. Right? But now Yosef's there. So I can say, Yosef ate the figs. So I'm not embarrassed anymore. So you chazal. So you're going to be just brought in Rashi, right? Now I must have an obvious question here. What, what what really happened? Did she eat the figs or didn't she? Right? If before Yosef was born she wouldn't have eaten the figs, Yaakov would have had a problem. And if she did, what she's going to lie? Before Yosef's a scapegoat because he's too small to object, and she's going to say, hey, he did it, but it wasn't true. Well, that's what that's what Rachel was thinking. Like now I've got a scapegoat to blame wrongly for I'm doing wrong. Obviously not. So what's the problem? 
Well, what's the cherpo which was taken away that now Yes is born? Sakasha. I had some rebellion. There's not a logical answer. The answer is put yourself in the situation. And when you're in the matter, you understand what Rachel meant. I can tell you what she meant, but that's not the point. It's not the spiral answer. Chazal explaining a feeling a person has in a certain matter, and now if you put yourself in the matter, you understand exactly what Rachel said. But like always by Midrashim, it has to come with the understanding of the situation. It has to, they say, marshal to a king, marshal to a prince, marshal to a father, a hundred times in the Midrash. Right? What are they trying to show you? Not a, a Kiddush in, in my mind. It's a Kiddush in understand the situation, the way you feel it, and now, now I understand. I understand exactly what Chazal was trying to say, what she was trying to express. Put yourself in her situation, and when you see it from that perspective, now, this brings to a different level of Avastara. This brings a different level of Avastara. Because it's not just now a, a connection intellectually to the Sugya that I understand the point of the Sugya. It's more that I can connect to what, what I can feel, if you're going to call it that. I can feel what the Torah is trying to express. It's not just in stories in the Navi, stories in the Torah where the Chazal uses. this. Right. But Adam, if you're going to Halacha, also it's like that. I was giving a share this week in my yeshiva. And I set over a technique from Shmuel Rozovsky, the Panovich of Shiva. How to learn even better. That's not our topic right now, but I'm just going to set over in two minutes because it brings out this point so well. That's how we're learning a circuit. We're going to make a shach Right? So we can explain the shach is a raya, as far as the taz brings a raya, the shach is a raya, the taz is a dafka. We can go through the circuit, what they say, and we can go through the counter arguments or whatever it is. You know, it's Tuesday, or whatever it's going to be. Right? If a person wants to appreciate the Nakhlaikas much more, Rav Shul also used to say, you want to get much deeper into understanding the Nakhlaikas? He said, you have a Chavrusa. Take sides. Take sides. I'm going to be the Taz, you're going to be the Shah. And now I'm going to try and explain to you what the Taz is right. And you're going to try and explain to me why the Shah is, why the shah is right. And when you, now I'm identifying with that Shitta and I'm trying to explain that Shitta, I'll understand it a hundred times better. Because now it connects to me. It's not just the Shach, the Taz, the, the Rashi, the Taz, the Rambam, the Rivet. It has nothing to do with me. I'm explaining intellectually what I think they say. But now I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the lawyer for the Rambam. I'm coming to explain the Rambam. It becomes my case. A good lawyer is somebody who doesn't, can't just tell the judge, well, you know, the subsection this, the law this says that, so there's a reason to believe my client's right. A good lawyer takes on the case. It's now his thing. And he's going to fight because this is, I feel the case and I'm going to fight, no, fight for that side. So standing over here. You want to appreciate the Richard? Fight for him. Take it on. I'm, exp- I'm, I'm defending the Taz. Do you think when there was Swarim like the Milchamas that came to defend the Rich, or Swarim like Megin Hashem that came to answer for Rashi, or many other Swarim like that, they always straight away knew Rashi was going to hold? No. But if I'm taking on, I'm advocating Rashi, so I'm going to work much harder to understand Rashi. And he made it. It becomes mine. It becomes mine. This is my, my This is the side I'm explaining. This is my side. I will find it much better. As in the other person. If the other person is explaining the rivet or the tosis or the shashach, whoever the other side is going to be. So now this is his. This is his side. So he's going to explain it much better. And it's the same you side. It's because it's not just the intellectual thing. It's when it connects to me. When it connects to me, ah, I find it much better. And now that I've explained it, I think, wow. That, Unbelievable! What a strong swara. Uh, so well because that's the second level of When I can connect to something, 
I put myself in the, same, in the situation of David Melech when he wrote the Tehillim, and I understand so clearly what he's saying in Tehillim. Because I can put myself into the situation he was, and I can say how he's responding. So it connects to me. And this is the second level of Torah. And that is, put yourself in the situation of seeing it from the point of the person you're trying to explain or understand, or the shit you're trying to work with. Shmuel said, Shmuel Zavsky said, he said, if you really want to shlemus, so after spending a seder, right, so I'm fighting the Taz, and you're fighting the Shach, tomorrow you're going to go backwards. You're going to fight the Taz, and I'm going to fight the Shach. Because now this becomes my fight. And I understand him better too. Okay, but the Yisrael is the same Yisrael. It's not, Torah doesn't become an abstract. Torah is something that I connect to. And when I connect to that, then you may understand it much better. Okay. So now, at this stage, I can only stop to answer our first question. What's Hadvarim Ma'ila Alla on your heart? The answer is when a person naturally feels for something goes into his heart. Over here, I have to develop that. I have to, uh, I heard it from some of the Chashim Mashkir, if you put something on your heart, it will go in by itself. But it's not that there. By developing Chachma, that's either I'm connecting to this Chachma. So I take the Dibri Torah, I want to feel David Amalek. I want to understand Moshe Rabbeinu. I want to think what somebody was doing. Right? Or understand the certain Shetra. So take it on as Kehillah, this is the thing I'm going to defend. I'm going to explain. I'm putting myself in the situation, and I'm trying to connect it to the way I would feel if I was there. And then, I get, that's when I get the that's when I get the Kehillah to it. Because now I feel what I feel for that the, the, the person or the idea or the shit or whatever it's going to be, I feel so much more. I've seen people having discussed this yesterday, I've seen people do it in the You have a cash on the story in Tanakh. You have a cash on the midrash, whatever it's going to be. Right? Don't let the answer straight away. Think for yourself. Put yourself in the situation of the novel. Think what that person what was happening to him right then. Think how would he respond to such a situation? The more you can put yourself into that mindset and think the way he's thinking and feel the way he's feeling, maybe you're going to feel much more. What did he do? Why did he do what he did? Why was that the response? Why? Because I can connect to it. I can tell you for myself. Some of the best traditions have had understanding things in the Nakh don't come because we found it in the Mephari, so you have a good deal. It comes from think, think through the story. Now imagine that was you. Put yourself in that situation. Think what happened to this person and where they're holding and what would they be thinking right now? And how would you do exactly the same thing? Yes, it's true, they're not us and they, have, they were on a greater level than us. And uh, maybe they had much more understanding or much, there are many more reasons you're not aware of. That could be. That could be. But what we can take out of the story is what we can feel from the story. What we can connect it from the story. And when you do that, in our study it makes so much more sense. You understand it so well because it's you. You're feeling yourself. Good. That's our second stage. Now I'm going to my third stage. If I understood the first two, we can go one stage more and try to understand this too. Even though I'm being mapped in that this is a little bit harder to do. And that is, we get to a stage beyond that. And that is, if you can understand Abraham Avinu by trying to put yourself in the situation of Abraham. And I can understand the way he acted the way he did. Or I can understand Shemeshin uh, Agibor. Because I can put myself in the story where he was and I can understand him better. And I can understand when I come to Rashi or the Ramban or Tosfus or the Rashi or whoever it's going to be because I put myself into, understand, into that situation and now from that I can feel more for it. Let me get to the last point. I can understand the Kodesh Baruch. Hashem also has a side in the Torah. And I can feel for that too if I fail, if, if I'm able to do this. If I'm able to put myself in the situation of feeling what's happening in the story, connecting to it. Then I can understand the Kodesh Baruch also. 
If a person has this side and he'll go through the Navi Yermia, and he'll see how Kodesh Baruch Hu is crying, crying, so look what's happening to you. And I'm doing everything possible to make it to each other. And don't you understand you're going to destroy yourself? And don't you understand that's not what I want to happen to you? So we can read the Pesukim and Pesukim and Tachach and Tachach and Tachach and okay, it's dry. It's like, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. You're going to punish like this and punish like this and punish like this and punish like this. Do like you ever think that a person comes to tremendous care of Hashem from this? Think how Hashem is feeling. When he's sending the Navi again and he's saying, Kaisal, just listen. Just wake up. I don't want you to get punished. Wake up and look what's happening. The tremendous, if a person puts himself into you know, Baruch's position, you'll feel a tremendous connection. Tremendous. That's Avas Hashem. The first way to Avas Hashem is the Torah. And if you go to Matan Torah, don't look from Klai Yisrael's position. Look from Hashem's position. Akash Baruch is waiting to give the Torah to Klai Yisrael. Akash Baruch eventually has been priming them and getting them ready, brought them back to Sinai. And now is the chance. I'm looking forward to it. For my liberation, for two and a half thousand years, I've been waiting for today. Feel it. Think about it. Make it. If you connect to it, so that's how the Torah can bring a person to feel Avas Hashem. Agav, this answers a tremendous question. The, 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 the Gemara says that Nebuah is only Shorah Mitoch Simcha. Nebuah is only Shorah when a person is happy. So Gemara in two places. Okay? So ask the Kasha, how could Yemiyo or Yechesu or Yishai or everyone bring Nebuahs of Quranus? Wasn't he sad? But when you get told, this is going to happen to you, this is going to happen to you, this is going to happen to you, and I'm, I'm being a Navi, I'm entering the Torah Simcha. How do I feel sinful when I'm hearing all the clutters that are going to happen? It's a good question. But the Navi himself answers the question. He says, I thought this who gave me the Sefer of Peronus, and I tasted it and it was sweet, and it was sweet as honey in my mouth. What's so sweet about Peronus? What's so sweet about being told, being threatened with all the pains that have to tell you There's more than one answer. But we, based on what he said now, question, the Navi could feel HaKadosh Baruch if he's representing Hashem, for sure he could feel what Hashem was feeling. It came with a tremendous harvest Hashem. I can put myself in that position. I understand why Hashem is doing what he's doing. And I can feel so much. Look how much Hashem is trying to make Hashem of the children. Look how hard he's trying to make us to change. Look at from his perspective. And when a person can do that, he has the ability to detach from what he's holding, so just taking information. I can connect to, to what's happening, and I can feel it, because it becomes the way I'm understanding now, the way I'm feeling, the way I'm connecting to it. Like I said, just like I can understand the shit in the Tanakh better, I can understand the character in Tanakh better, I can understand the Kodesh Baruch better too. If the way we take the Torah is always on the opposite side, we're speaking and we're taking and we're seeing it from our perspective, it doesn't bring down the but if a person is able to connect from the other side, see it from Hashem's perspective, and now I can identify with what HaKadosh Baruch is doing again. What Hashem is doing is for sure much greater and much deeper and much more than we can understand. But the amount that I can understand is true. The amount that I can understand and the amount that I can feel for Hashem's perspective is true. And if I can do that, then it brings to tremendous love I can, from the Torah, I can feel so strongly how what HaKadosh Baruch is doing. That's our first level. We said three ways to get to Avos The first one we want to talk about today is how the Torah itself, how you advise Allah of not that you automatically do it. Put them on your heart. Make it something I'm going to try and feel, and we may you'll get to Avos Hashem. Is there a 